Welcome, everybody, to the newest, latest edition of the John G. or else podcast. I, of course, am John G. And with me, as always, my co-host, who else but Tommy else. How you doing, John? I'm good, Tommy. How are you? I'm good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, buddy. Yeah. Nice uh, day out there today. I told you, uh, I, w- I did a five-mile run. Yep, I got uh, 10 miles in on the bike this morning. Nice, nice. It's beautiful, perfect weather for it. Just hot enough. I, I, I like it more on the hotter side, so I was very happy with that. I doubled up the T-shirt to get a nice sweat going. Tomorrow's, nice tomorrow's supposed to be like overcast and like mid 60s. So I'm looking forward to that. That's that's more my weather. So well, I'll be out there running regardless. So I'm gonna get so. another 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 ride in there, see if I can maybe get it. I got the day off, a rare Saturday off. Uh nobody, no clients, no nothing. And uh so I'm gonna see if I can't get a long ride in. Uh well. Today we're talking got, about health. We're talking about working out. We're talking about health. And today we've got a guest on. He's a he's a client of mine. He's been with me for uh, almost it'll be four years this fall, I believe. Um, his name is Charles M. Brown the Third. He is a uh, portfolio manager. He is also a uh, composer and uh, uh, father, husband, grandfather. Um, very and very very smart person very uh very creative um and in the last you know the last couple of years we've been working out you know he's had a lot of different revelations as uh, we've gone through the process of working on you know a better diet for him a, a regular exercise schedule but he's realized a lot of the benefits of you know, he's, he's seeing the benefits of, of all of the changes that he's made. And, uh, and he's been very enthusiastic about telling other people about, you know, it and, and trying to get, uh, other people to, uh, see the light, so to speak. And, uh, so, uh, we tossed around the idea of him coming on the show because he really wants a, a platform to get out, you know, his message to everybody about his experience. And, uh, and so he's joining us today. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find him online at cb3.com and, uh, you can find everything from, uh, his, uh, YouTube show that he does. Uh, CB3 Live, which is uh, for his portfolio managing uh, business. And uh, there's also, I believe, video and audio for uh, the music that he's done as well. But uh, we'll get to that during the interview and uh, let's get him in here. So without further ado, Mr. Charles M. Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Mr. Charles M. Brown III. Charlie, how you doing, buddy? I am doing great, Tommy. Good to hear welcome. from you. Welcome, Johnny, Charles. thank you, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Glad to be here. Wound yeah. up. It's a Friday. Uh, Marcus trying to recover off the lows. Working on a full orchestra score. It's pretty outside here in Nashville, and you guys rock, and... I'm just excited to tell you about how training and just in general trying to stay healthy has benefited my life and those in my life. Yeah, so that's what we we're going to talk about today. Um, you started training uh, just about four years ago with me, 
and uh, we started working together. Uh, you were 63 when you started? With I me? was, yeah. Yeah, right. So I'm 67 <laughs> now. So uh, I'm a little late what, to get started, yes. <laughs> a little late. So what inspired you after 63 years to, to decide to start making this a priority for you? So, you know, I say it's a little late. It's a little later than most people start. But it's not late. You don't ever want to think. If you're listening to this podcast, guys, and you're in my age group, um, you know, don't say, oh, it's too late for me because it's not. Uh, so around 63, you know, I started seeing all these grandchildren showing up. You know, we went from two to three to four to five to six, like in three years. And, you know, you, you get to be a grandfather and you realize, you know, I can have a significant impact on the next generation. Uh, and I can only do that if I'm breathing. I mean, there's a restriction. You have to be breathing. And I was cognizant of that. Yep. And so um, my reason for training is not for bodybuilding. It's not to, you know, impress girls or anything. It's simply to stay healthy for as long as I can. Um, you know, I can, can name some people, but the one person in particular um, who gave his last broadcast on Groundhog Day 2020 and died 14 days later or 13 days later and that's that's how i want to do it i want to be just right in there until the very end when my body just gives up and in fact i'll, I'll tell your uh, listeners this you and i kind of made a pact a few months ago because i was 66 at the time and you were 41 or 40 i'm not 40, sure but 40, i'm 42 right now yeah right yeah so uh, <clears throat> however but it was 24 years difference and so i said so i'm 66 i'm going to commit to you to 90 and that puts you at 66 my current age at that time yeah so why is that relevant because if you're listening to this and you're thinking well i guess i'll do it for you know a few years or something and no this is for as long as i'm breathing um because I want to be vital to the end. One of my heroes, Warren Buffett, I'm a portfolio manager, uh, in addition to other things. But, um, you know, he's, he's going in on Saturdays and issuing press releases on Saturdays now. It's just it's crazy. He's 91 years old. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he works out. I don't know what his, his, um, his story is. But for me, I needed to get very intentional so that I could maximize the time I have remaining on this planet. Yeah, you want to ride it till the wheels fall off. That's correct. Well, what That's was correct. your general? What was your general shape before you started with Tommy? You know, I've been blessed, Johnny. Um, so I haven't really had any major medical issues at all. I've had three kidney stones, oddly enough, in nineteen um, eighty-eight, ninety-eight, and 08, and, and none since then because I made diet changes. Um, but you know, in general, I, I was just overweight. I didn't have a ton of energy. I didn't always wake up enthused about life. I mean, I don't tell Tommy this because he gets upset when I don't get eight hours of sleep. But, you know, the markets right now and, and this commission I'm working on, I got a full orchestra piece for an orchestra in Wisconsin. I mean, I can just hardly when I go to bed, it's like I want to get up. I mean, I don't want to go to bed. I want to get up. And part of that is because I'm engaged at this age of life. But part of it is because I have the physical capacity now because of diet change and because of training. And it's, it's the, you know, when you work with a trainer, there's core training, there's cardio training, there's just the mix of the two. You know, I don't have to think about it. I just show up, do what he says, have complete trust in him. 
And I know he knows what my goal is, which is to go out. You know, I make the funny line, go out like Elijah in a, in a whirlwind of fire, you know, and, and useful to the last day. Yeah. So, so anyway. <clears throat> and so as we've, you know, as we've gone through the process, I mean, we started just basic workouts and we also um, just started with small dietary goals and <clears throat> excuse me, um, just setting small dietary goals and uh, educating you along the way about right. what's in food, what the, you know, the calories are not the only number to look at. And, you know, what would you say your reaction was as you started learning more about sodium and sugar content and things like that in, in the foods that you were eating and that you saw other people eating? So I didn't pay attention to anything I ate, really. I was just basically a pig. And I don't have any other way to say it than that. I just ate until I was satiated. Um, that's not the way bodies are created. Bodies right. want what they need. They don't want what they don't need. And we are in this to please our bodies, not our tongues. Now, that seems a little goofy, but our tongue is going to keep saying, no, I really want that Twinkie or I really want that something super salty, you know, pretzels with, you know, whatever, McDonald's fries with extra salt. Your tongue tells you that but it's lying to you. So that's a fundamental change you have to make. Do what's in your body's best interest and not your tongue's best interest. I realize that sounds goofy, but it's just true. Well, I know that just, you found it. You, I know that you found it shocking almost that you, you basically, aside from making anything fresh at home, that eating out at restaurants, even when you're trying to get the healthy options that they might have, or even pre-made meals that at the grocery store can be just loaded with all sorts of stuff. Right, because because they're in a business, and, I, and again, this is just education. But you know, I'm in a business. I manage portfolios, and I write, you know, symphonies or whatever. I'm a composer. Well, these people are in a business too. It doesn't mean they're evil. It just means they're in a business, and they're in a business to sell food, whether it's sit down at a table or to go into a grocery store. So, you know, fortunately, the FDA requires them to put labels on packages but most people don't read them right. i didn't read them and when you flip the thing over on, on a pre-packaged something that's in the fresh deli section oh this has to be good for me because it's in the deli it's not like at mcdonald's right and you look at it and it's like no there's a thousand grams of sodium here and okay yeah. and then you, you might say well that's not much you know well it, unless you have something you can do to help your heart like drink tons of water i mean that the very first thing where we got to start here is water 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 so 10 years ago i had a chiro a chiropractor say you know i'd lose 60 percent of my business 60 percent, not 40 60 percent, if everybody just drank 64 to 90 ounces of water and i went yeah that's interesting and i didn't do anything about it right so by you educating me because he just made a statement and I thought it was an interesting statement, but it wasn't enough to get me to do something. Right. So when you explained it, and then I started tracking the nutrients in that app. So everybody, you got to get the app. You know, I'm not going to recommend a certain one, but you got to track what you're eating. Yeah. Because you, you, you think you're doing fine, but then you look at it and go, no, this isn't fine. Yeah. It's tracking not. Tracking your food is, uh, it's important, not just for me to see the information uh, so that I know what my clients are taking in, but it's its important for the clients as well 
to see it because it reverberates back to them. And if you see it on a daily basis, you become more conscious and aware of what, uh, what you're putting in your body. And again, you would, it's something you would never have looked at before, but. Right. Well, you're applying your education. Education is worthless unless you just like being an academic, but I use the education to go, okay, I can't keep eating like this. These people out there in the restaurants and even in the grocery stores, they have an agenda. They want to sell food. That's okay. I'm going to search for what is in my best interest. And then I'm going to prepare as much as I can at home. That's the second big takeaway. First thing, drink, 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 drink water. You just got to do it. Can we get back to the, uh, it's a real quick question about the first. Yeah. Is it possible? I don't know if possible. I mean, could you possibly drink too much water? Could you, is it, I mean, obviously, I'm not talking about like drinking 50 gallons a day, but could you over drink and overwork your kidneys? Charlie, I'll let and Tommy I, do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my we, answer to that is no. <laughs> but but that Tommy said I have to literally have a, you know, a water faucet drinking from it. You know, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, we've we've actually talked about this before, uh, Charlie and I. But um, I mean, it, yes, it's possible. But I mean. It, the the constitution you'd have to have to drink that much water okay. i mean like yeah yeah because too much water ultimately what it does is it it, it can um flush out all the good vitamins and things like that and nutrients that are in your system that it needs as well so then at a certain point you go into a uh, you start depriving your body of of the good things that you've had you know it's it's very cleansing otherwise but i mean you need a balance in there as well so uh yeah but you'd have to drink like yeah and so yeah, yeah i mean it would be okay, okay. yeah i mean i you know i i i don't know too many people who drink more than a gallon a day you know i think at most i've ever you know maybe had a gallon and a half or something like that but that's that's a real heavy water yeah and obviously you know when we have hot days here <clears> in tennessee <throat> we go out and work in the yard yeah, you drink a gallon and a half that day, absolutely, you're replenishing, no problem. Way right. better to drink a gallon and a half of water than to get the Gatorade to, oh, man, I'm replenishing with all these electrics. No, you're putting crap in your body. Don't do that. That's right. You know? Um, part of it also is uh, is meal prep as well, uh, which sure. you alluded to. You, alluded to. Um, you know, tracking your food and looking at what you're eating helps. Uh, and then again, it educates you and makes you more aware of what you're taking in. Um, but you have to be proactive about making sure that you've got good food ready for you when, uh, when it's time to eat or you get hungry. So, uh, and it's one of the more challenging things for most people because, sure. uh, it's, it's time. Um, some people don't know how to cook, you know, and need to learn how to do that. You know, I mean, it's, some people are starting from there, um, figuring out what works for you and what, you know, what foods you like that fit into a healthy diet and how to prepare them the way that you like them and things like that. I mean, I know that you, Charlie, have had uh, a lot of experimentation that's gotten you to where you are now and you know how you like your turkey burger and now you know how yeah. you like to, to make all your stuff. Yeah. And you find spices other than salt. So first thing you got to do is just get rid of salt. Now, if your spouse, like my spouse, just loves salt, you know, we're not going to have a feud, but <laughs> I find myself having to cook separately, and it took a while, you know, uh, every, every once in a while, last night, she wanted spaghetti, so okay, we'll do spaghetti, but then I look at my list, and there's a lot of carbs there, so then I've got to cut back somewhere else, there's no dessert that night, right. there's no, uh, you know, whatever else that night, but when you're preparing food, you, you just, you can't use salt. 
but there's plenty of things like pepper. I don't think you can use too much pepper. I don't think you can use too much garlic. And there are plenty of things that don't have sodium. Yeah, see, I have high blood pressure. And if you guys are listening to this show and you're old like me, and you know you've on blood pressure medicine or whatever, you say, "Oh, now I can I can have more sodium." <laughs> that's like somebody that's on insulin because of diabetes saying, "Well, now I can have five Twinkies every day." Well, yeah. there's people who do that, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, but it's not supposed to be that way. I mean, my goal is to not be on anything. Right. And I, and I will I will say, I hope it's okay to say you can cut it out if you don't want to put on there. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to the doctor. He may prescribe high blood pressure medicine because I have a stressful job managing money. Uh, but it runs in my family, too. Um, but some of it is probably because I'm still eating too much sodium. And it's difficult if you're listening to this show and thinking, man, I don't know if I can do all that. Don't try to do it in two months. Don't even try to do it in a year. It, it may take you. You know, it's three and a half years that I'm into this, but I think I'm eating cleaner. I know I'm eating cleaner than I oh, ever absolutely. have. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, from the day we started to where we are now, you're on a completely different diet now. But if I had just dropped all that on you on the first day and said, okay, here's what you're going to eat, go, you'd never make it. You wouldn't make it made it a week. You just quit. And that's that's what happens. And so again, if you're listening to the show and thinking, so when's, when's it going to be time? Well, it's time right now. But don't try to take... Uh, you know, a four foot step, try to take a six inch step, you can do that. And the next day, take it again, it's consistency. And we'll get to that more in the actual training part. But on the food part, which is 80% of this, don't think you can work out seven days a week with a trainer and still eat like crap, and 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 be in good shape. It's just not the guy, they got to go together, guys, they just do. Yeah, what about fruit? Fruit's so, got a lot of sugar, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's interesting you say that because I, I like fruit. I was raised in the South. I'm back in the South. Uh, Tommy said, uh, and you know, you're going to hear a lot of Tommy said in this, in this podcast, but uh, Tommy said, you know what? You want to eat two plums? That's better than having, you know, one bag of M&Ms. You know, there's sugar, but it's just different. It's not processed sugar. Right, so, yeah. Natural sugars are going to, um, they, they're broken down better in your body. Uh, more efficiently, but they also come along with some benefit too, because there's vitamins and nutrients that follow along with those. And, um, you know, your body does need to have some level of sugar and it does need to have some level of sodium. It's just a matter of adding more to things that already have them in it. You know, it's, if you go and you kill a cow and you eat, you know, and you cook the meat right out of the cow, it's still going to have some level of like some salt and, and, and things like that sure. in it, because, you know, based on what the cow's diet was and things like that, it's like, it's, you're, so you're never like depriving yourself of it because your body does need to have these things, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. need to be, you know, a salt shaker thrown on top of it on, you know, as that's well. just deprogramming yourself. And I had to deprogram myself for sure from salt and sugar. Just for the record, I found it much easier to deprogram from salt, sodium, than I have sugar. That's been a bigger struggle for sure. Yeah. But I have made progress in that area. There's usually, um, people usually fall into one or two, one or uh, one or the other camp when it comes to that. They're either big sugar people or they're big salt people. So yeah, some people but are I, both, but you know, one's easier for some to get rid of than, other, than others. You know, I got to mention the third one here. So alcohol, sugar, salt, and alcohol. Um, there is no benefit to any of those three. And that's why you say you got to have some salt, you got to have some sugar. 
my tact has been, you don't need any alcohol. There's no. no upside. Whatever you're reading about this, oh, there's benefits. That's all bullshit. I'm sorry. It just is. So as far as salt and sugar, never aim for, well, I got to get a little more salt. What you need is protein. And what you need is being hydrated. The, the, the salt, the sugar, the fats, the carbs are all going to come in the rest of the food that you're eating. At least that's what you have taught me. I believe. Yeah, it's, it's, it more or less takes care of itself. It's a, it's a watershed effect. Right, um, exactly. So if you, if you focus on, uh, if you focus on protein first and making that your priority, it's going to be a naturally low carb, low sugar uh, meal. Uh, then you just got to make sure that whatever that protein source is, is not something that's loaded with sodium. And then other than that, uh, you know, you look at lean meats and lean proteins and, you know, that takes care of your fat. So it does kind of hit all the marks as long as, so you start with protein and that just all trickles down from there. Right. And, you know, for me, I have, as far as protein goes, I have these protein drinks, you know, I don't need to give you the brand, but you know, you can get a drink for 42 grams. That's got like one gram of sugar and six grams of carbs and three mm. or two grams, you know, grams of fat. It's astounding. Now they're not inexpensive, but you just think about the doctor bills you're avoiding. So that's a source of protein. I like fish. I like chicken. I like turkey. That's about 90% of what I eat now. Every once in a while, my wife wants to have a hamburger. We'll have a, a roast at, you know, East and that's something East or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something else that I, I, I always try to remind people too, is that none of this means that you can't ever have anything like sure. that ever again. I mean, like you, you're, you know, it's just changing from the frequency of having it, say, three days a week, four days a week, or making it a, a habit to go out to dinner every night or something like that, versus it being a special occasion. It's it's more of an event Correct. where you go out or something. It's fine to go out and do it once in a while. Your body will be just fine. As long as the you know other six days of the week, you're eating clean and taking care of yourself. It's exactly right. No question what, about it. What about the mercury level of fish? Um, well, that like, kind of what, how much is safe to eat? How much mercury is safe to hit? Well, no, well like how much fish? <laughs> like, if, if you have fish five nights a week or seven nights a week, it really depends much? on it, depends on the source of the fish. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I can't, I can't say with any authority on, on, on the mercury levels in, in anything, but uh, I know that uh, I've been eating fish pretty consistently for years and years and i know a lot of other people that have and uh anything related to any sort of mercury poisoning or anything has never once come up so well what is consistently mean like you eat it five nights a week you eat it three nights a week i have i probably have about five nights a week yeah i mean i okay. have i have tilapia and rice pretty regularly that's one of my go-to okay. meals yeah for me it's a, a couple times a week uh turkey two or three times a week, chicken once or two times a week, and protein drinks. Uh, I eat nuts, so and, I, and I've, I've managed to wean myself on that, you know. Just take a brief minute here, but for people who are going, you know, I just really like this, this bar, this energy bar. Well, look at it, okay? I'm going to mention one. I shouldn't, but Cliff, okay? So Cliff's pretty <laughs> famous. But, you know, I looked at Cliff, and then I found this other bar, and it's like, okay, there's less sugar in this bar. There's less carbs. There's less fat, and there's three more grams of protein. I'm switching. You can I mention you can mention the good. names. It's okay. We're not like you know. Well, yeah, I, I we're not sponsored I, by anybody. So, but then I found a new <laughs> but we're one. Willing. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. So, so Atkins, right? So I found another one by Atkins, and I took it to you and said, "Look, 
I got three more grams of protein, two grams less of fat. And it's like, okay, that, that's not much, right? Okay, but if I do that for 10 years, that's a lot. Sure, yeah, it adds well, up. Yeah, it just, it, so ahead, I'll ask you, so, what about the taste? You know, I guess there's a part of me uh, that just says, I'm just going to learn to like this. It's not like I have to spit it out. The, the cliff, you know, when I go back to it, we put them in our car because I don't like throwing away food. So I put them in the glove compartment of my car when I was like starving and I didn't want to buy them at a, at a gas station, you know, when they're like three months old. And it's like, yeah, this is, this is, you can taste it. You can taste it. It's saltier. It's a little fattier. It's interesting. Once you have eaten clean, you know, Tommy and I've had this discussion and then you go out and everybody's having hamburgers or God forbid a steak or something. It's like, man, I need a small piece of that steak. Oh, you must want another helping. No, no, I'm done. That's all. It was really good. But those seven bites is like all I needed. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned alcohol. So do you not drink at all now? Or is it? I've just never had a drink, never had a drink in my life for various wow. reasons for another, you know, literally never. Um, and I, we can do that in another podcast. Why? But um, a lot of reasons. But, you know, the more I read about it, and so I asked Tom about this, because actually the Tommy, the, the, the person, you know, that referred me to him was kind of uh, a social drinker and, uh, you know, pretty, pretty active social drinker. And she's making the case that, you know, it's okay. And I said, well, I'm going to do whatever Tommy says. And Tommy's going, no, no, if you, you just don't. So, well, I mean, for somebody who's never drank at all, I'm not going to recommend that you start now. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. It's 67, I mean, a little late. Huh? I mean, if you made it this far, you may as well write it out. Um, and good for you because I mean, you don't know how much you've spared yourself. I mean, if, if you're dealing with high blood pressure now, you probably would have been dealing with it 20 years ago before yeah. now, you know, I yeah. mean, like there's so many things that, that, um, and the thing is <clears throat> a lot of people, you know, they look to like wine and red wine and things like that. And they say, right, well, there's, yeah. there's antioxidants in it and, and things like that. And so it can be good for you. And it's, and, and you know, to me, it's the same thing as when people say, well, a Snickers bar has 10 grams of protein, you know, sure, it's like, exactly. It's like, well, yeah, it does. I mean, you know, but you're just looking at the one part of it that is good. Yes, there is something good in red wine. You're right. But it's still alcohol. <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day. You know, yeah, pizza. See, you're going to. This is why I say to people, you, you know, if you're on this call and you're and you're older, if you're younger, you're probably already doing all this, and maybe you've already hung out by now. But if you're older and you're thinking, I just, I can't do this. It's too late. No, it's not. And so much of this is just giving yourself time to get the education, put the education to practice, retraining your taste buds. John, you just said, you know, what about the taste? Um, I never like fish as much as I do now. And it's because when I cook it, and I even said to Tommy, can I put a little oil, just a little bit of oil, a little garlic? Oh, yeah, that's great. No problem. You know, don't don't put the batter on it. You know, my wife will go to a restaurant and she still likes, you know, Friday fish fry. She's going to get that tonight. I'm going to get the spicy grilled. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference because yeah. there's no benefit to your body to have that fried. I know it tastes better. I yeah. get it. But not to me now. I don't want it. First of all, I couldn't eat the whole thing anymore. Yeah. No way. I'd have to have a wheelchair to get out of there if I ate a whole, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, once the, the further in you get and the cleaner you eat, you do find yourself more sensitive to, I mean, first of all, your stomach does shrink. So you do get full easier. 
but you also become more sensitive to, you know, salt, sugar, fat, you know, grease, you know, like, like I've said, I mean, absolutely. If, you, if I have something that's real greasy, I mean, like I can, I can like feel it like coming right. through my, my pores of my no skin question. and stuff like that. And then it's, I mean, it tasted good in that moment for sure. But, uh, you know, not, then afterwards you just feel gross. Well, and that's why I said it's all about the tongue. You just need to have a discussion with your tongue. I realize your drink listeners might think I'm kind of Looney Tunes here, but this is all about your tongue. It's about your tongue and your tongue's communication to your brain because your body's going, this isn't really in our best interest. I get it that this tongue is, you know, really yeah. important. And he says, I got to do this and I got to taste this because it's important to me. But you got to retrain your tongue. It's just that simple. Um, let's, you know, we touched on it for a second, uh, earlier, but, um, we've tried you and I in, in working together, we've tried to work on, um, getting your sleep, uh, increased yeah. because like you said, you're, you, you have a lot of energy, you have a lot of zest and, uh, and enthusiasm for, you know, not only your work, but your music and, 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 uh, everything that you are involved in. And you're the kind of guy who wants to, you know, would be happy to just you know get four hours and then get back to work and get back to, oh i'd never you know, sleep if i didn't have yeah. to sleep I'd, I'd i'd be up 24 hours a day but now that you are making it more of a priority to try to at least get say seven you know good hours and yeah. um what have you noticed as a as a difference between how you slept before versus now and your energy levels and so on so if you want to sleep better and i know uh, a lot of people one of whom very near and dear to me really really struggles with sleep issues i hit the pillow i got a little watch on my hand here but you know monitors and it'll say so how long were you awake often it'll say 90 seconds yeah i've had one time when it was like 15 seconds and then it the heart just went blue as far as heart pace so to get to that work out mm -hmm. you would maybe be surprised to hear that working out makes you more tired <laughs> and it, it actually, but as silly as it is, it makes you more tired in a minute, but it also makes you more tired at the end of the day. Sure. Okay. So that has helped. And then, you know, you go to bed after you've had some big old fatty meal and then your stomach's churning. That's not good for you. So no snacking at 8 p.m. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's, if you want to sleep better, you have to prepare ahead of time to sleep better. And that means working out. And that means eating all the stuff we've just been talking about. That leads to better sleep. I will say that I have started um, using this. It's a natural ingredient. It's called melatonin. I use 20 to 25 grams, milligrams, sorry, milligrams uh, a night. And it really helps, you know. Yeah. Now, what do you say, um, you know, you're obviously, you've got a lot of discipline. What do you say to people who go, ah, I, I just don't have the discipline that you got. You're lucky you're disciplined. Okay, well. My response to them would be, if you want to say I'm lucky because I can write music or I can run a mile in three minutes, then I can believe that. But discipline is a choice. In other words, it's not a talent. You know, yeah. um, if you want to accomplish the goal of maximizing your time on this planet. Now, that is a big goal. That is a big goal. If you want to maximize your time on this planet and I have in-laws and I have people in my life and classmates. Tommy knows, you know, I, I went to my 45th anniversary, a reunion, high school reunion next summer at this month, right now, I'll be at my 50th high school reunion. We've already lost seven since the one five years ago. 
But if you want to maximize your time, you've got to face the fact that you're going to need some discipline. Well, is the goal worth changing your lifestyle, John? That's would be my response to that person. This doesn't mean a total do over. It means looking at a goal and saying, you know, wow, maximizing my lifespan, high quality. Maybe I can make some changes in the rest of my life to obtain that. Well, and the thing is, is ultimately what we're talking about from everything from, you know, you're talking about food prep, making time for, for your, your sleep and getting into regular sleep habits, having a regular exercise schedule, right. all of this falls under the umbrella of making this a priority. It has to be a priority in your life for you to want to, and, and you have to genuinely want this, you know, it's uh, to, to do it because it takes up a lot of your, not just your time, but your, you know, it takes up brain power and, and energy to, to do it. But the return on it is well worth it. I mean, and like you said, even when it comes to the money of maybe, you know, buying better food or, you know, or whatever the case may be, it's still going to cost a lot less than the doctor bills and uh, prescription that you could be dealing with later on in life. It's a long-term investment. And, um, but it's, it's just, a, if, if you make this a priority in your life, then you will prepare and do all the other stuff. And you know what you, you can be shooting for a hundred percent and let's say you make, you know, you get about 70% of, of your goals. You still got 70% more than you would right. have if you did nothing at all. And you just said, ah, I'll never be able to do it. And then, you know, just forget about it. So sure. here's the, here's the takeaway and then I'll stop. Um, I go to the doctor for my annual physical. This is going to be TMI, so hold your ears if you don't want to hear this, people. <laughs> but, you know, if you're a man listening, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a woman, you've never had this problem. But, you know, there's a prostate exam. Yeah. You know, it's not fun. It's always at the end, so to speak. A little Freudian slip there. <laughs> and so he did that, and he said, you know, I just got to tell you, your prostate, you got the prostate like a 50-year-old, man. You could live 30 years. I'm telling you, just keep doing what you're doing. You look better than the last time you came in here. Your 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 sugar, all the blood work and everything came back. And damn, you know, to yeah. be 66 at the time, uh, you're on track. I'm telling you, for a week, I was like floating. Now, yeah. one, one <laughs> it's my... weird to think about that, you know, but uh, he just affirmed. He just affirmed what we've been doing, Tommy. Yeah. You know, one of the things I like, um, hearing and seeing is when people get blood work because a lot of emphasis is put on your weight and, and your weight does matter. And it is, it is part of, you know, uh, a healthy weight is important for, for your health. However, when your blood work comes back and I've had people who were pre-diabetic who then after changing their, their diets are now in the clear and they have a normal, a normal A1C people whose blood pressure has lowered or they may even get off of uh, blood pressure meds because of it. Yeah. Um, those are <coughs> major victories that I don't think no people I don't think people uh, take into account as and and especially even when they're just starting out and they're setting their goals. You know, I mean, the first thing for most people that I deal with is I want to lose weight, which is a great sure. place to start because if you're gonna to lose weight everything you're going to have to do to lose weight is going to affect all of those other things. And so yeah. it, again, we'll trickle down from there. However, um, it's not in there. It's not in the fore, 
uh, front of their of their mind when they're thinking about that. But that is a very big benefit to having a good exercise routine and uh, a, a clean diet. So, um, John, you 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 are a runner. How many how many miles you get in this week? Well, actually, today I just ran five. <laughs> before you, you. Yeah. yeah but I, I pretty much run every day awesome yeah. yeah and uh and you eat pretty clean on the on the on the whole right yeah i mean i'm not like you said i shoot for 100 and i probably settle for 70 percent yeah yeah i drink um, too much coke that's my one downfall yeah I drink, but i also drink a lot of water you want to know how to stop drinking coke but see, I don't know if I want to stop. He doesn't want to. Well, but well, I'm just, I'm just trying to. Get, so here's what you need to do: you go out there and you drive your car, in in mosquito season. You come back and you take a bottle of Coke and you put it on your windshield and see how well it cleans those bugs off your windshield. Oh no, I I know all about cleaning the toilets. I know all about that. But it's <laughs> man, that one's a it's, tough give. Yeah, John. John has been a very. Uh, uh, big supporter of the coca-cola uh company for a long time i'm sure they've made plenty and you know so is warren buffett if you make if it makes you feel better he drinks diet coke he's been a shareholder for i don't know 60 years something crazy like that um you know well i have a pop every once in a while not a whole pop will take a sip on my wife sure it's it's i I don't even think about it because it doesn't it doesn't affect me it's so not something me, I long for, but yeah, we didn't talk about training. We, we got to cover the actual training part. Yeah. Show. Well, I was just about to bring it up actually, um, because you and I worked, we work out together uh, typically three days a week, every once in a while, Charlie will uh, squeeze in a fourth one and yeah. uh, up the yeah. ante. And uh, you know, in, in the near four years that we've been working together, um, I know we've had some some workouts that have been harder than others, but has there ever been a time where afterwards you were like, man, that was a waste of time, or I wish I hadn't done that? Or I want to quit. Yeah, those are great questions, so let me answer them. Um, and this, this is something, if you're listeners, if you've been casually listening, you need to put down what you're doing and just listen to this one sentence. Then you can go back to partially listening if you want, yeah. but this you got to hear. I have never, ever, ever had a training session where I said, I wish I hadn't done this. I wasted my time. Yeah. Never. And never and always are words I don't use because <laughs> there's always an exception. Yeah. Right. But there's no exception here. I've never been through a training session. And in fact, sometimes I get to the end and uh, I'm just going to tell this to the listeners here, but even just yesterday when Tommy and I finished, I said, <clears throat> problem is I'm not sweating enough. Because I know what this means. It means it's going to be more pain next week because you're seeing <laughs> that I'm getting through this a little easier mm. than I used to. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, the uh, the thing is, is that it, it and what I was saying is, is it's a it's a telltale that he's that he's gotten stronger. He's able to do this easier now than he was before. He's not dying trying to get through it. He's not sweating you know, profusely to, to get through that particular workout. Um, but all well, of beats that... per minute, that's really important too. So you got to monitor your heart, so you, you, you know, and we'll say we use them like the 138, the 148 range, you know, we used to, Oh, Tom, I'm at 142, man. I need a one minute break here. We yeah. don't even check in the one forties. When it gets to the one fifties, we talk about it. Now when it's one sixty, mm-hmm. and we're doing a cardio, you know, we'll stop for a little bit, but 
And then the next thing is, I'm sorry if it's too much, but you know, it's like the time it takes me to recover when we go on a break from 160 down to 140, it used to be like 40 seconds. Now it's like 15 seconds. So that means the heart accelerates and then it gets back a little closer to normal quicker. To me, at least as Tommy's explained it to me, that means I have a healthier heart. That's exciting. And when you see that for yourself, it's exciting. Yeah, it. Uh, how quickly your heart can uh, return to just a resting beat is important. Because um, if you get it worked up and it, it can't come down, that's usually a sign of a whole lot of different things. It could be hypertension. It could be um, uh, arterial sure. arterial blockage. You know, you know whatever the case is. But you know, if your arteries are clean and your heart is healthy, you're, you know, and you use it, your heart's a muscle, you know, I mean, it works, it, it needs to be worked and it needs to be pushed. And when you do that, it becomes stronger like any other muscle and it becomes more capable of doing its job. So using so, an audio analysis, <clears throat> you know, if you got a stereo system, you guys, you got a stereo system and you've got it up loud and there's a real loud passage that comes along and it distorts. That means you don't have much headroom in your system. So you go out and get a better head system and you've got a little headroom. You've got room when that extra needs to happen in the music. Well, if your body doesn't have any headroom, you're either going to be winded, you're going to have a stroke or something worse. I mean, I am doing these, these routines to give my body headroom so that on a stressful day or something happens, I can ramp up to that. You right. know, if I'm climbing five you know, flights of stairs, I can do that without overwhelming me. Well, and 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 even from an emotional uh, standpoint, you know, let's say you're having a stressful day, you get some bad news, uh, you know, any of that sort of stuff, or you or sure. you find yourself in some sort of a crisis you have to deal with. Um, you know, when you're when you're on a cleaner diet, you're working out more regularly you the the exercise obviously is a big stress reliever it helps a lot of people get a lot of uh, anxiety out and sure. then uh so you flush some of that out of you and then it gives you room to be able to deal with those things as they come up whereas if you hadn't worked out and you had existing pre-existing anxiety from say the day before or something like that then it's just mounting up on you and it's mounting up on you and then that can manifest itself into sleep issues um, absolutely you know i no mean like, you know your your uh high blood pressure all of that sort of right. stuff so right, the right, right. so the exercise helps kind of dump out that anxiety you know help work through emotions um you know it's 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 one of the reasons why therapists like across the board recommend it to any other uh, clients and patients so absolutely no question about it it is it has given me headroom in my life that i did not have john as you were saying three and a half years ago you know i was healthy but i don't think i really had lifestyle headroom that's kind of a new phrase here lifestyle headroom either if something emotional happened or you know my kids were younger and things yeah. went crazy and somebody had to go to the hospital because they had an accident on the soccer field right you just feel the stress level now it's not like I, I'm not aware of something that's happening, but my body has the headroom in it. It's you can keep to, you can keep yeah. more of you can keep more of a level head to deal with it Correct. and think more intelligently about it rather than emotionally. You know, absolutely. Make great way decisions. to say it. Yeah, great way to say that, T. 
Um, so, you know, along the way, I mean, it's not like this has just been smooth sailing since the beginning or anything like that. And we've certainly had plenty of bumps in the road, whether, it, you know, not so much with working out. I mean, you've, you've always been a, a trooper. You've never backed down from anything we've done. Uh, diet is always going to be one of the, the, the toughest ones for a lot of, for most people. And, sure. um, you know, it can be discouraging sometimes when you're trying to do something and either you can't get to that, uh, that place, or you are not seeing the results that you want in the time that you want. So how do you deal with, uh, discouragement in, in any of those areas? I think it's taken me a really long time and I am not where I want to be right now. I'm, I'm down from when we started considerably. I have been lower. Um, but it, I'm pausing here to be careful. You can't focus on what you're, what you have to give up. You have to say, here's what I'm getting. I'm getting a lower weight, less stress on my heart, less stress on my heart. Push-ups are easier. Those mm -hmm. are the benefits. If you focus on, well, I can't have this. I can't have a snack. I can't have this. First of all, you can, the quantity may need to change. Never focus on a negative, on giving up, giving up. Always focus on the benefit. Remember, Tom, Sally, whoever this is listening, I'm doing this. And in my case, here's my goal, not only to be working out with you at 90, but now I've got a grandchild, number nine, born in July next month. So that means, you know, I'll be 83, right? Yeah, no, 85, yeah. whatever, for the high school graduation. Now, I'm not committing to college graduation. But I'm yeah. committing to be at every one of their high school graduation. I think that's a good goal. I want to be there, and I want to see them throw their cap up, and I want to cheer them. So if you keep that in perspective, then you're not going to focus on, well, I got to give up this. It's like, no, this is what I need to do to achieve that goal, to be there for that last grandchild. And not I, being a walker and a nuisance at the dadgum ceremony, you know? Right. Walk in there. Be healthy. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree in that, uh, you know, it's it's great that you I, I like the, the goals that you have and everybody does, you know, these this this sort of thing for their own reasons and, and their own own motivations. But that's a really great one. And I and, and I concur that, you know, focusing on the positives and it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, you it's it, it is easier said than done. I mean, but well, I was discouraged a couple, you know, two weeks ago. You yeah. Know, you I mean, you what, talked me off the ledge. So, yeah. I mean, what you're, what you're saying is hundred percent, right. Uh, it, but it's, it, it's, it's hard and you, you know, when you're sitting there and you might be a little hungry or you might be craving some food that you haven't had in a while or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to go down that rabbit hole of, you know, well, I don't get to have this or I don't get to do that. But then you got to look at it and say, well, yeah, but what do I get in exchange for that? And right. it's, you know, and, and that's really, and hopefully you hold the benefits in higher regard and uh, importance than the uh, short-term pleasure of the snack or meal, whatever you there Absolutely. Hold it in higher measure is what you just said, John. This goes back to what you said earlier about, well, I just don't have the discipline. I don't have that. And I, don't, and I know you weren't talking about yourself, talking about somebody else, uh, but anybody else. Um, that's when it helps to have written goals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, write out 
I am training for this reason. I am changing my diet for this reason to benefit these people. One piece of paper, not a six page thing. You don't need to write a book and then put it on your bathroom mirror or read it every morning with your devotionals or whatever you do. Remind yourself at least on a weekly basis, preferably several times a week. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. If it means I need discipline, if it means I need less sodium, if it means I need to do five more push-ups, this is what I need to do to achieve this goal, which, as you just said, is bigger than the downside of these other unpleasant things. Right. Yeah. And if you can, you know, and then if you, one thing that helps is if you're able to find like-minded people who are also in, you know, who uh, prioritize exercise and working out and things like that. Um, it's harder when you're around people who are, you know, like most of my friends, if we all got together and went out to eat or something like that, I mean, everybody's going to get burgers are going to get wings. They're going to all get beer. I mean, it's going to be stuff like that. And if you're someone who is, you know, wants to go out and socialize, it's tough, you know, when you have, you know, everyone else is at a place where really there's no, I mean, like if you go to like a Buffalo Wild Wings, I mean, what are you going to get there? That's there's be- some salads there. Or you, yeah, can get you, know, the, they, you can get the uh, naked chicken uh, strips. You can, right. but it's, then, exactly. But then you, you know, and that's what you do in the, you know, just to, you do the best you can. But I mean, when you really get down to it, I mean, it's still just like the, salads, the salads even have high sodium in them. Well, and, and, and they do. But again, that's the one day a week thing. Now, right. I had a time where because of social reasons, I had to go out to eat twice this past week. And when I added up everything, because, you know, this one app is, is you know, pretty good about like 85, 850,000 entries that people have put in. It's like, whoa, that was 3,200 milligrams of sodium today from eating out. And I had salads both times. Right. Both times. And I think I might have had an you know, appetizer or something. The, sal- but- the salads are deceptive, but it's it's you know part it a small part of it is for the sake of flavor but more than anything it's just for as a preservative you know exactly yeah it's it's a very you know uh anything like leafy green like that is very uh it's a very sensitive perishable yeah it's it's, yeah exactly so things so even i'm sorry so even if you just say for instance you order a salad with no um dressing at all yes just that could still have a lot of sodium in it. Absolutely. Yes. Well, the lettuce does. The lettuce, yeah, yeah. But it's, okay. it's 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 in the lettuce. That I, I mean, did not know. Yeah. Now throw on top of it, you know, your your dressing, even you know the lightest dressing. I mean, no, it's. I mean, you'd have to get the the lettuce like out of the ground, basically. Right. <laughs> you know, so because okay. to to package it, to ship it, and for it to last long enough. Let's say that they got that lettuce even a week ago. You know, and then they they now they're they're sending it out to you know uh, a franchise restaurant all over you know let's say the Midwest or something like that. I mean, it's got to get packaged, travel <laughs> unpackaged, and then served with the food and everything. So by the time it leaves the ground to getting on your plate, it's been through a lot. So they infuse these things with sodium so that they'll be able to last longer. And then again, because it does add some flavor to things, you know you know they're not opposed to you know throwing Here's it in the there. there's no downside to the restaurant that's why they do it there's no downside they get longevity and they get better taste yeah 
and and they're in business to sell. They're not in business to be your health consultant. They're in business to sell, and that doesn't mean they're bad guys. We've already talked about that. right, right, yeah. No, it's not. A, it's nothing malicious, but it's just something that I don't think too many people are aware of. And in culture, in our culture, it it's it's always like, well, just eat a salad, eat a salad, and it's like, well, generally speaking, if you're eating a fresh salad, then yeah, that is a great option, but. You know, and again, I would still put the salad over most other things in a restaurant, you know, you know, then a bunch of wings. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, <laughs> re, regardless of the sodium. But I mean, there are some salads where, I mean, you could get, you know, I mean, just if you're talking sodium, I mean, there's some salads in restaurants that you'll get just as much sodium in that as well in a Big Mac, you know, I mean, wow. it's, but you might not get the fat, though. but I you mean, don't get the fat and then you don't. Right, yeah. So yeah. it's it, you're, you're always, you know, picking the lesser evil of, you know, of what the options are. I mean, uh, I was just telling Charlie the other day, like when I would do, you know, a bodybuilding competition, you're looking at anywhere from say 12 to 16 weeks of, you know, intense dieting. I just don't go out anywhere. I mean, that's 12, I mean, you know, and my friends might be going out, but I don't, I just miss out on it. And that's, you know, now that's a sacrifice you choose to make when you decide to compete in something like that sure, or in any sort of high level, you know, athletic, you know, uh, venture, but, um, but yeah, it's just because, you know, at that point, I mean, you're going to sit there and drink water and watch everybody else eat and you're just torturing yourself, you know, and, uh, and it's tough. Uh, but again, it, it just depends on how committed you are to whatever your goal may be and what you're willing to, uh, to do, not, not necessarily sacrifice, but what you're willing to do. So I may not be going out with my friends that night for dinner or something, but I will again. I will sometime. Exactly. You know, you know yeah. it's just, it's, it's, you know, sometimes you need to get to a specific goal first and then you can maintain from there. And yeah, you can still go out and you can still make things at home and have people over and, and everything, you know, life, you know, you don't want to mentally uh, torture yourself either, you know, if you've gone, you know, three weeks and you've eaten really good and man, you just, you're done. You just would really love to have that Big Mac. Well, then go have the Big Mac, get it out of your system. Because more often than not, when you have it, it's never as good as you've made it up to be. That's exactly right. You yeah. Know, you, you've, you've really worked this up in your head and that this is just going to be the best thing ever. And for like maybe the first two bites, it will be. But then by the time you've done it, you're kind of like, ah, why did I do that? You know, it's like, ah. You know, so which is good because then the next time that craving right. comes around, you can reference back to that and be like, Yeah, well, but when I did have it, it really didn't, you know, hit the spot just you know the way I thought it would. So exactly uh, there's there's cases where I would encourage somebody to just go ahead and 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 have the craving if they've worked uh, long enough to get to that point, then you know, yeah go and you know because you got to experience it for yourself and realize that this is not what you thought it was and never mind the fact that like we said before your taste will have also changed too so right. i mean it's not going to quite taste like it did before it's going to probably feel a lot heavier and intense than it, it, it did when you used to eat them on the regular <clears throat> so well we were talking about the working out and i just uh, one thing that has been interesting to me is i you have you introduce all these new routines you know we're three and a half years into this and there's still new items you know we have these four pieces of equipment they're all inexpensive but they do different things some of them are more mean than others but I, I i say to you man i don't even know this muscle existed 
you know, we're, we're complicated. We're, we're complicated creation and um, it's an amazing body and a normal person's life. They get up, they brush their teeth, they go to work, they get in their car, they do whatever. They're just not exercising all of these muscles. So, you know, people have a problem. They pull a muscle because it hasn't gotten a workout. The great thing about training is that, you know, you, I think you're working out every single muscle in my body one time or another. We're, 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 we're trying, we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> in the course of a week, I definitely want the whole body to have uh, gotten, gotten some action. Yeah. Well, so, that's the goal. Well, uh, we're uh, just about out of time here, but Charlie, do you have any, uh, any closing remarks, any last things you want to say before we go? So, I'm going to reiterate something I've already said because I don't have anything totally new, but I think it's important to say this again. Fully understand why you are permanently changing your diet and why you are permanently committing to training. Whether it's with a trainer or not, you certainly have to start with that. I, I For me, it works really, really well. But this is a permanent change. This isn't a fad. This isn't temporary. You're not just going to try to lose 10 pounds and then you're fine. You're permanently changing your diet. You're permanently committing to working out and staying fit. But if you have, if you don't have a motivation for doing it, you'll never stick with it, ever. Right. Because we live in America, and this is the land of binge watching TV and fast food restaurants. Yeah. So the goal has to be higher than the sidecar attraction of binge watching TV on a couch eating Doritos. Yeah. If the goal, you know, in my case, I look to grandchildren and children, but, but, you know, especially grandchildren and I can't help them if I'm not breathing. I yeah. mean, I've thought about how I could, but it just doesn't work as well. Um, yeah. It's the curse of my, uh, of my profession is that uh, the only people I can help are the people who really want to make a change. I, I, yeah. I, I have yet to be able to talk somebody into yeah, you're like, hey, you you're going to pay me and I'm going to have you change your diet and, <laughs> and work out at least two, three, four times a week. You know, it's a tough sell. So, but if somebody well, wants sell it, has to be, the sell again has to be to your listeners, Tommy. What do you want to do? If you're, if you're ready to check out of this planet, then don't do this. Yeah. If you're happy just sitting on the couch until you croak and you're willing to pay the medical bills and be on a, a walker because, you know, you're you're just going to end up in an old folks home because you haven't taken care of yourself. If that doesn't matter to you, don't do this. Right. Really, just don't. Well, thank you, Charlie, for being with us today and sharing your experience with everybody. Um, let's plug some of your stuff because like you said, you're a, you're a portfolio manager. You also uh, are a composer. I know there's a website that has got all of this under one umbrella. Uh, you know, where can people, and you got a, you got a show on YouTube. Too. Yeah. Let's, yeah let's, YouTube show. So, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's hear it. Where can people find you? Where can they, where, where can they see you? What do you got? Yeah. So really easy guys. CB3. That's charliebravo3.com. It's real easy. You'll see composer. You'll see uh, portfolio manager, YouTube channel, uh, some family videos. If, if, if you're hearing this and you've known me for a long time, you know, there's, there's family stuff up there. Some philosophy, a book I wrote, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, takeaway is, you know, Tommy and his methodology has gotten me really excited about finishing life really strong 
Uh, and I'm, I'm aiming for 90 guys. I just think that's totally doable, especially when that doctor said that about my prostate and you can do it too. All right. You're listening on the other end of this podcast. You can do this too. You really can. All right. Thanks a lot, Charlie. I appreciate Thank all you, that sir. you said. And Enlightening. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so keep it up, man. I know I'll see you next week. And Sounds uh, thank, good. John, man. appreciate your input on there. Think about those Cokes, man. Think about those Cokes. Oh, I, I, I think get about them. I, I, I try to wean <laughs> off. I, I will go through periods during the year where I won't have a Coke for like a month. Yeah, you know, try that fizzy water. So that's what I did. I got off the, you know, the Coke and on the fizzy water there. There's a ton of them, man. There's like 90 different kinds of stuff, you know. Let's give it a shot. But uh, I wish you the best, man. You, you guys got a great show here. I really enjoyed being part of it. Well, we Thanks appreciate it, man. Thank All you. right, man. You take care. Be well. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Take care. Well, that was Charles M. Brown III, man. What a, what a fascinating guy. So positive, so dedicated. And he's dealt with you for four years. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's a, he really is a great guy. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to see, you know, like when you first start out with a client in my, and you're on my end of things, you never know where things will go with them. You know, will they reach their goals? Will they try? Will they make the effort? Um, so it's always really satisfying to see someone who, you know, like I've had the unique perspective of seeing him on day one and, you know, doing his first, you know, workout and making our first adjustments to, you know, his nutrition and things like that to seeing how heavily he's thrown himself into it now and has really made it a big part of his life so much that he wanted to tell everybody about it. And, and, and he does this in his daily life. He talks to his family and friends and, and oh, anyone, I bet, yeah. anyone who will He's listen. Passionate. Yeah. And again, you know, not everybody's going to be receptive to it, but I mean, it's, you know, it's when you, when you have experienced something positive, and you would like other people to have that same experience, it stands to reason that you would go and want to share your experience with everybody. So uh, I'm just happy that he's happy and that it's made the difference that it has for him. Well, you got to be proud of that too. You know, seeing it, first of all, seeing him stick with it for, obviously he's putting in all the work, right. putting in all the work mm -hmm. from his end, but you're guiding him, you're, you're leading him along that path. And you've got to be proud to see him, A, start you know sticking with it and be the progress he's made that's it's kudos to you well i appreciate it and i am proud of the part that i play in it but i mean even you know i'll have clients who you know they get to certain milestones or whatever and they'll say man i couldn't have done it without you and it's like well you know i was there and i helped guide the way but at the end of the day they only see me one of the 24 hours of that day those other 23 hours are on them you know yeah, but it's still, you know, a lot of times it's still being accountable. They're accountable to you and they don't want to let you down. Sure. Yeah. And the thing is, is, I mean, like I have clients who I've had for 10 plus years and it's not because they haven't gotten to their goal and it's not because they don't know what they're doing. They, they do. And they, they could run that through a workout on their own and they could, you know, but they also know that they need that accountability they need at say five o'clock, you know, the knock at the door and I'm there saying, you know, whether you feel like it or not, we're working out, you know, 
because you know you know how it is you get you know yeah certain days at the end of the day you might have had the best of intentions or something like that to work out but you know you get there and you're like ah screw it you know and that's when you start falling off one day becomes two two days become a week next thing you know you haven't worked out in three months you know but this keeps people from falling into that trap so um i love my job and i know you know that i've 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 always always it's one thing i've never had a real honest complaint about you know just little nitpicky things but <laughs> generally speaking i there's nothing else i'd really rather do i mean i i enjoy it i like helping people and knowing that I'm helping people and I've forged a lot of really close and great relationships with people. And Charlie's one of them. Um, he's someone I don't just consider a client, but a friend. Um, he has, uh, you know, as we were talking about, uh, you know, he does music and everything. If you go to his site and you look at any of his uh, releases that he has on there, every one of the album artwork on there that you see, our good friend Heidi Steiner did. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, all tying together. And all of his photos, headshots, and what have you, our old friend Kyle Lemire took those shots for him. Wow. So uh, he he asked me at one point, he was like, I need a graphic designer. Do you, and I was like, well, I know a bunch of different graphic designers. And... Uh, of the ones I knew, I was like, well, Heidi would probably be the one best suited for what he's looking for and, you know, his personality type and things like that. And literally got them on the phone with each other that morning. And she's been working and doing work for him for a couple of years now, at least. Um, Heidi, Heidi's good. And she's super cool. Plug for Heidi. Yeah. Heidi Steiner. Uh, check her out. I think she's got a website. It might be HeidiSteiner.com or something like that. Google her. You'll find her. She's on the uh, social medias. Yeah. And then uh, Kyle Amir, uh, he did uh, a lot of photography work for Resistance Pro Wrestling. He did Top a, notch. Yeah, really good stuff. And uh, I've got, you know, some of my best 8x10s were, uh, were from him. And uh, so that's why when he was looking for, I mean, the thing, I, I thought it was a, a long shot trying to get Kyle because he travels the world and shoots the stuff all over the place. So it's like, you never even know where, right, yeah. where the where the heck he even is. So, but where it, in the world is Kyle LaMare? Yeah, but it just happened to work out that he was in town uh, during a sp specific stretch. And, you know, he only really needs, you know, an hour or two with you and take 300 shots and then send you the good ones. And uh, so, yeah, it's, but anyway, um, kind of getting off course, but just, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, it was cool that, you know, like I said, you know, we, I, I tend to get into personal relationships with a lot of uh, clients and it's not, <clears throat> it's, it's just, it's part of the nature of the job. It's like, I, I, I've always said that it's very much like being the bartender or the hairdresser, you know, it's, People talk to you, you talk to them, they get to know you personally, you get to know them personally. And then the more and more time, I mean, like you're, these, you know, these are people I'm seeing two, three times a week on a right. regular basis. Right. I see them more than my friends and, and my family. So, you know, you get deeper and deeper and closer and closer over time. And, uh, and it's a part of the, the, the job that I really do enjoy, you know, the, the relationships that I've, I've made out of it and people that, I don't just consider clients. I mean, there some of them are just straight up family, you know. Um, sure. So uh, it's 
it's great. So anyway, really nice to have good old Charlie, Charlie Brown, good old Charlie Brown on the show. That was really interesting. Very enlightening. And uh, it's, it's always good to, to hear somebody who's so positive about something, but not like bubbly positive. Like he's positive with backup, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. success story to, to relay it. So and it was really interesting. He's got a really interesting story. Yeah. So again, go check him out on uh, online at cb3.com. And, uh, you know, if you're into orchestration, I mean, he does some really interesting pieces. Um, and uh, and if you're looking for someone to handle your finances, uh, he makes people a lot of money. So <laughs> he does a good job. Anything he's investing any of his people in, he's invested in himself. So he's 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 on the line as much as anyone is. So, all right, John. Well, let's say that people wanted to hear your orchestrations and perhaps get some shoddy uh, <laughs> financial advice. Where could they find you online? Well, fortunately, they won't hear any of my orchestrations I, I i don't i don't even sing in the shower because it's so bad but if they want to find anything about me they can find me at john g's beats all over social media at john and as always they can find me right here on the john grl's podcast where could they find you well john they can find me on the gram or the or the twit at tommy underscore else uh you can also find my youtube channel on youtube you mean mean the tube on the tube on on the y tube (laughs) and uh uh, you can find me there uh it's the it's called the t3 universe so all right john what about the book what about what book oh oh, I, i don't do the i don't do the book I mean, I do the okay. book, but I, you know, not, you know, fans aren't going to, you know, are all, all of our, you know, look, we got like, I don't know what, a million, two million listeners or something like that last yeah. check. So I can't keep giving out my Facebook to everybody. I mean, you know, you can only, <laughs> they only, they only allow like you to have so many Facebook friends and stuff. I think I'm already pushing the limit as it is, you know, you start giving that out and, you know, but uh, people can, they can, if they got something to say, they can find me, they can find me on the twit, no problem. You know, I'll, I'll check it out, you know. Or the gram. Or the gram, yeah. All right. So, all right, John. Well, for the John G. Urell's podcast, I, of course, am John G. of JohnGV.com, as always. But more importantly, I'm with who else but Tommy else. Thank you for listening, everyone.